and welcome to Every Day with an Angel podcast weekly here at four o'clock Pacific time. Uh, if you're just joining us or if you're going to be joining us, I'm grateful for any comments and any loving things. So it's been an interesting week. You know, we had our full moon, we had an eclipse with it attached and you know, like I was listening to my astrologer and it's time for old patterns to be done. And so with that, that as we go forward in this new dance, it's like, how do you do this? And that's why, um, and we just had Halloween in the U.S. here. And so how do we do it? And I love Susie. Thank you, Susie, for being here again. Um, mm -hmm. We just talked and in this we have only one more time with her until future knowings after the new year she has projects she wants to do but you know she wants to kind of concentrate on those so and this is not necessarily a busy time but once a month for an hour you know but still you know as we know you know when we want to get things done we want to get things done so Susie thank you for being here again with me uh and thank you it's all souls day the day after um Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving Halloween which is an interesting day. Uh, this is the first year I didn't go out and I was so grateful that I could be huddled in my room, in my house, because uh, I don't know if you, but I just kept seeing spirits around even during the day during Halloween. And I'm like going, I don't want to be out at night. Thank you very much. Not going into that, not trying to drive in it, not going to do anything like that with that. So today is one of those days where it was a little bit calmer with the spirits, they were a little bit more, well, I'm just going to say that, that working in elementary school, that a lot of those kids that dress up at certain things, they're open channels. And so they tend to be a little bit more of that personality that they were, that they wore those costumes for. So, <laughs> so today was a little bit more calmer that way. Um, so Susie, thank you for being here. I kind of rambled on for a minute, but thank you. I'm Natasha Venter. And, um, uh, angelic clarifications and I'm an intuitive medium and spiritual coach that I like to help people through and so Susie is a lot the same as me and we're just good friends so hi Susie hey Natasha hey everybody thanks for showing up and joining us and that's the interesting thing about this I grew up in the Catholic Church so we had All Souls Day All Saints Day and you know, the, the festival the the fall festival we had celebrating how the earth is changing and shifting into that hibernation sort of state. And it's also when um, the veil is the thinnest, so spirits can come through. That's the whole thing with Halloween. You set out the gourds, those pumpkins, they started out as gourds and it was, they were carved in such a way to scare off um, mm -hmm. the, the less than pleasant spirits, spirits that, that would call you cause trouble. So yeah, and for us, we don't get any trick-or-treaters at our doors, so we turn off the lights and <laughs> close the curtains and invariably have pizza. Um, yeah, so I am Susie Parker-Goins of Blue Lightning Healing, and I am a channel who brings source through in ways that makes it accessible to you, relatable. So, you know, like for me, Archangel Michael's all like, yo, dude, how you doing? At least that's how I see him, you know? Oh, me too. And Mother... Yeah. And Mother Mary is like a cup of soup or a cup of tea and a nice scone. 
those sort of things. And um, I can embody them and show them, show you how they, they feel to me. And so that you can learn to discern that energy or I receive messages. I also talk to ancestors. However, I do not argue with grandmothers. That never goes well. Um, <laughs> I can understand that statement. <laughs> the, no. the, 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 the archi- ar- was it the architect or archi- the, the ones that the run? Yeah, the the ones that run the the family. Yeah, you don't argue with oh, them. Oh yeah, oh oh yeah, the matriarchs, the matriarchs, matriarchs that run the family. Yes. Yeah, and so I I do have some experience talking with other people's ancestors. Some great, some not so great. But you know that's what we're going to talk about. Is that I think that spectrum of experience that somebody can have with somebody who has crossed over, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, sometimes you got to set up boundaries. Sometimes they they set up boundaries. And I just, I love what I do because I can find new and exciting things to do that just entertain me. And it <laughs> yeah. helps some the person sitting with me. And um, that's another one of my favorite things is those looks of confirmation when I am able to contact an ancestor and say, this is what I'm getting. And they're all so excited. But you can find me at bluelightninghealing.com. I've got as I do, and it's not limited to that. Um, also, the events that I'm going to be at, you know, and I just sent out a newsletter today. So it's it's all a great thing. So I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to have everybody listening in. Thanks. Well, thank you, Susie. I'm always so grateful to have you because I love our perspectives together. I love the way that we've kind of, you know, we each come at spirit life with our own understandings and, and blessings. And, you know, it's amazing when we're going through this negotiation of the veil thinning and many of us who are not mediums are now not now really getting the feeling of things coming on. And, um, that, uh, that it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing it is so um i have two wonderful people who here are here for us and right now who've made the comments i know there's probably more um seems like it's time for souls to cross back over or the um other side and um, veronica says hi and hello everyone how welcome thank you very much for being here and communicating that yes and this is the time you know we're coming into the holiday season and so souls are you know grandparents, grandfathers, or, you know, grandparents, aunts, uncles, you know, I even get a lot of messages from great grandparents now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you are too, but because I know that, you know, we're going through a lot of the things that, that our answers went through when they were coming over um, with the wagons, you know, that get up and get out of our own world into a whole new knowing. And when we're in that story and when we're in that knowing it's been amazing the information that they bring through to to help somebody get through what they're going through with this upheaval our government's going through our understanding's going through and we haven't done that in what i'm always off on my centuries and decades and stuff like that but we haven't done that in you know like 200 years you know the this upheaval at least in our country where you know that, you know, our government's being rewritten almost, our money's being realigned again, you know, and, you know, we did that not too long, you know, a couple hundred years ago, but, you know, it's one of those things. So going back to spirit, you know, that, you know, this is a time to really communicate with our loved ones if you want to, 
And we were talking earlier about how sometimes they don't want to talk to us and we don't necessarily want to talk to them, right? Right, right. I was on an online panel and somebody wanted to talk to her grandmother and I said, okay, fine. I tuned in and it was a panel that had, you know, four or five other practitioners there. And what I saw was a woman with a low bun and she had on a French triangular shawl, but her back was to me. And I said, excuse me, ma'am, um, I have a question I'd like to ask you. And she looked over her shoulder at me and went, turned away. And I'm like, okay, now, thanks. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And at, when I relayed that information to the person asking the question, she went, yeah, that's my grandmother. Okay. <laughs> and we moved on from there. But there have been other times, like, you know, when my dad passed over, we had some deep conversations. And, you know, he he had to evaluate how he had lived his life. And he had said, okay, I'm, you know, this and that. And then he crossed over. And, you know, other times you've got people that you don't want to talk to when they may intrude in your space. You get to tell them to back off, use whatever colorful language you want to, <laughs> depending on your language, depending on your relationship, you can tell people to back off and, you know, they get to cross through to the light and figure their stuff out. And if they don't want to, you still don't have to talk to somebody you don't want to. Exactly. Exactly. I know that, you know, because my understanding um, is, is that, you know, when we cross over, we get a bigger picture of what this world is about. And mm -hmm. so we don't, they don't always have the, the hurtfulness, the anger, the frustration. They kind of go through the, the soul review of their life, not a life review as a human, but the soul review as a human, as being human. And it gives a different perspective and understanding, right? But we've held on to this, right? We've held on to this negotiation. And, and like for me, my grandmother had, we called her a roommate, but they were kind of boyfriend and girlfriend, but she was very Catholic and couldn't, and her husband passed away. So she couldn't have a relationship as of legal in her understanding as the religion would be. And so it was kind of a mixed message from our family members. Yeah, they're yeah. They go camping together. They go do all this thing, but they always had separate beds. They always had separate bedrooms. He ran in a room from her, but it was like, 20 some odd years that they were together. <laughs> the vows are till death do you part. So, and, and it was his, right. And so with that, that, um, that, you know, he would slap our back hands when we come through the door, his chair was always by the front door. So when we opened up the door, we would run through. So she, he couldn't hit us, tap us. Well, in those days, you know, it wasn't necessarily, people would go, he does that? No, okay, just run faster. You know, it's not like, or come through the back door. You know, it's whatever happens. But one day I was smelling smoke and I knew it was him. Mm -hmm. And as much as he probably wanted to come and say sorry, I told him, go away. I'm not dealing right. with you. I'm not having any communication with you. I don't want to start this relationship. I didn't want to have a relationship with you when I was, when, I mean, I was grateful that you were there for grandma, you know, but yet I'm not going to have a relationship with you now. Cause I didn't want one then. Yeah. And, you know, and then at the same time, him visiting me got me a chance to work through that 
um, understanding that I was touched when I wasn't happy about it. And how can I create better boundaries with myself now? Yeah. So I use that trigger as another trigger to work on some other stuff. You know, yeah. 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 Being able to tell them, no, that wasn't okay. And I don't want to talk to you. But it does work on the other way. I have somebody close to us crossed over. I don't know. It was two years ago. And I've tried to reach out to them. And like that grandmother, he's very much like, no, all you're going to do is yell at me. I was like, well, yeah, you were kind of racist. So, yeah. But <laughs> it's that's his thing. It's not, it's not for me. And he'll do it when he wants to, when he's. No, he's he's like over there, like, nope, I don't ever have to talk to you. And so, yeah, they'll go through whatever life review. It is entirely possible to have people who have crossed over who don't know they're dead. Mm -hmm. uh, when I opened up to it, there, I was talking about this video on YouTube, and it was how to open to be a, a medium. And the woman is standing there on a the stage. She's got a microphone. And I don't remember who she is. I apologize. But she said, basically, you say yes, and then you set the boundaries about who you're going to talk to. And one of the things I did when I said yes, I was driving along the river road, and I saw all of these people like standing around on there. And, and I said, do y'all have a problem? Are you okay? And a lot of them didn't realize they had been gone. And so they were standing at the places that they had crossed over at, that they had left their body at. And I said, you know, there's a light up there. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's divine light. It's divine source. <laughs> Go and look at that. Bless you. Thank you. you. Head towards that and, you know, move along. So I feel like the river road's a lot clearer. And <laughs> there are some people who won't go. Yes. I get that. But being able to help them move and, and to I help them find that peace is really quite gratifying. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've, yes, I've helped many cross over. Um, there was a boy who wasn't there when I was coming down the stairs at a friend's house. And then all of a sudden I got pulled to be on the stairs with this one that he appeared and he was a, a sadly a teen that committed suicide. Yeah. I've encountered them. And, uh, and you know, he, he needed somebody to sit down and talk with him, you know, and I mm -hmm. did. And um, he said that, you know, I just want my family to know that I'm sorry, you know, and I didn't know who his family was. He did. He says he lived around there, but I wasn't one that was living there. So I couldn't go around knocking on the door. Hey, did you lose a kid? Hey, did you lose a kid? Hey, did you lose a kid? You know, I wasn't going to do that. But, but I sat there and I said, I will honor you. And I did tell my friend who was there who understood who I was. And I said, well, if you have a neighbor that talks about this, that, you know, if you can just give him a message that he's gone, he's in a good place, you know, and he's feeling good about it. And then I called in my usual go-tos, you know, Jesus or, you know, it took Jesus this time and Mother Mary. He needed yeah. some tender care. He needed, he want, he, he was scared and he, he needed some tender care. And so I called in you know, Jesus and mother Mary and, and they took him and, and they gratefully, cause I wasn't going to leave him in the house haunting the stairs. He came primarily because of the light of the house and then me. So um, I helped him cross over and that's, that's the joyfulness of doing this work. But at the same time though, I made sure he did not come home with me. Oh yeah. So there's yeah. the boundaries that we talked about, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
There are times um, you could just go to a place and um, you see them there, but again, they'll see your light or they'll say, oh, you're not crazy. Um, (laughs) We'll just ride along with you. And then they become an attachment on you. So that's that process of, nope, you need to go someplace else. I have encountered folks where I have actually seen, well, golly, golly, when Joey, my oldest was like, we had just moved up here. So he was three or four months old. I actually saw my mother in a chair. She had died. I don't know, like, you know, when I was 13. So at that time, that was, I don't know, a long time ago, but I saw her in the chair and I saw her and she said, it's all going to be okay. And then I've not been able to contact her since. And then considering how my life has gone since then, I'm like, okay, could have been nice to have a little more information there, but that's okay. (laughs) Being able to actually see them is, it's wild. Uh, There was another I was talking with somebody who had said she had a teen who had committed suicide and he materialized in a chair and his hands were in his lap and they were, his hands were hanging between his knees and he was just hunched over. And I'm like, Whoa, that's pretty wild. But then other times they'll talk to me. Um, I have these other two clients who are adorable and I was giving information. I said, and information and information. And then I said, I, I don't want to be racist, but I have a really heavy sense of Jewishness about this. And his jaw dropped. His wife threw her hands up in the air and slid out of the chair. And so I get to look at him and go, did I, did I get something right there? You know, so that <laughs> confirmation was amazing. Um, this isn't something like just us. We, we are not the only ones who can do it. There is that, let me say yes to it and then define those boundaries. What are you willing to do? And being able to say no, I think there's a lot of triggers that can happen if you're dealing, say, with um, have someone who has uh, abusers who have crossed over. Mm-hmm. And when she was really sick, she said they were there. And I got, to, it was so, it was important for her to hear that she can tell them to go away. Mm-hmm to go away, that they no longer have power over her. That was so critical for her because she had to reclaim her power Mm -hmm. from all of these years she had experienced with these people. And I said, yeah, go ahead, sing and laugh and be okay that they're gone because they can't hurt anybody anymore. They are not hurting you. And that's, you know, goes into other trauma related things. But I think that's a really big first step is to be able to tell them to get the hell away. Yeah, exactly. Because I want to, you know, and and Sue, I, I'll get back to your question here when we get done with this little side game here, um, that, uh, you know, we do create, I have an understanding, and I want to be careful how I say this, because I don't want to put something on somebody, you know, because everybody's truth is their truth. Um, You know, so this is just a perception, a perspective, uh, an understanding that we have, and, you know, that many times when we have the abuser, that we can create an energy of that person that hangs around us, right? And that that's, part of the part that we go get out of here you know and then there's the soul part of the person that comes and and kind of mingles with that energy a little bit too so there's that kind of that dual 
and this is bigger, this is quantum physics kind of thing, you know, type of thing. But it's that understanding that, that, you know, thoughts are energy. Thoughts create energy. Thoughts can create form if we put enough energy into it. And so there again is, is that if you do have an understanding of abuse or someone around you, remember, tell it to go away. Tell it, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, tell it to go away because of the fact that the more power that you give it, the more power it has over you, you know, and that spirit, that soul, that's, you know, whatever you want to call it has that impact on us. And I know I've dealt with abuse in many different ways. And so there's been many times where even my husband, before he got sober, I had to tell whatever it was to get the frick out of the house, you know, because it, it was bringing in some energy. And once you say it, believe that it happens believe that they are gone yes because if you're gonna sit there and keep poking at the bear like that it's like are you going are you going they'll say no i'm still here because you keep thinking about me so yes. be as assertive <laughs> as you need to be and just like nope go away and you can ugh. intention and imagination are amazing you can put them in a bubble you can send them out to the cosmos you can do what you need to but believe that what it is you're doing is valid and will stick. And and the mind and, and your emotions will try to bring them back. That is mm-hmm. part of the scenario. And I've had to do this where I've just said, stop, go away. You're done. We're done with this. And I would have to stop the thought or the emotion that was created around that scenario and said, go away, go away. I don't believe mm-hmm. it anymore go away, you know? And so, you know, sometimes we have to redo something in the physical to create, you know, with our mind and our emotions to negotiate through the spirit work, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So Sue has a question here. I think this is a good segue here to do this. Um, so Sue says, I believe when people have had a tough life, they are cocooned in love when they die can you confirm that actor matthew perry has currently cocooned in love if this feels appropriate thank you for asking if this feels appropriate because you know it is a it it is a tricky place to to tap into other people's um lives without permission in a way so thank you for understanding that yeah i i believe he is um he was a public figure and he wrote about his struggles, his his life in the memoir that he recently released. And if I remember right, he says, I don't want to be remembered just as the guy on, on Friends because he had so much life after that. Yeah. He also wants to be remembered that he advocated for mental health and, and for addictions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that anyone who crosses over is not cocooned in love. Yes. Um, I I know with the outpouring of love that everybody has shown for, for him and for other, not necessarily always celebrities, but there are so many people who cross over and people do send them away and, and send them off with love so that they can 
process their lives. Some of them hang around, some of them don't. Some of them just go straight through to the light. But yeah, I absolutely do believe he was surrounded by love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I I totally can concur on that. That that he was totally graced. Um, uh, I, he, she says I um I thanks. Um, I'm currently reading his book and sending him love. You know, it's okay. you know it, it's one of those things, and you know everybody, and I include you know personalities like Hitler and and uh, that they all go to divine love. They all find out why they were that way. Some of them mm-hmm. are brought to a special place, as I call it, in for our definition more than it is for what I see, that that they do go through a, 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 a more unique life understanding and review than, let's say, my dad who passed, <laughs> who just kind of was, I always said he had, even when he was alive, one foot in this world, one foot in the other, you know, so he just kind of crossed over and did his little thing, right? Where when you got somebody who's been a murderer or or um, has a really traumatic life, commits suicide, or that they kind of they do get bundled up and said, "Come with us, we'll take mm-hmm. care of you." And uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's it's an interesting place to witness that. And you know, we cross over. Everyone crosses over differently. You know, just talking about my mom, my dad, and my uncle. You know, it's like. My dad crossed over, came right back and spent time with me until my first child was born. You know, matter of fact, I had to tell him privacy, dad, privacy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because he was so like right there. And my mom, it was over a year before I had a dream of her. um, My dad pulling her into the, the view at the bottom of the stairs. And then my husband came in and woke me up. And my uncle, I have kind of those conversations um, with her, you know, with him, but yet not, not, you know, and it really, I really get the picture that, um, that when we're going, hi, boo-boo, how you doing? I, um, there, there's a guy from Borderlands, um, and he's watching right now and his name is Boo-Boo Garcia. Um, I was on his podcast and he does a great podcast uh, that, uh, that when we're going into this story in this dance that um that you know everybody crosses over a little bit differently mm-hmm. you know and how do we negotiate that i know that for me there's times when i somebody who's crossed over and i'll have a conversation with them for their loved one right away and they're having conversations with their loved one right away and then there's other times where i have an angel that's an interpreter angel that kind of runs the conversation because they're not ready to to discern the difference between this world and their world yet and and you know going through that and i i almost think that you know matthew perry is is a little bit in that category i feel like he's he's needing a little bit of tender care even though i see him visiting some friends and he's very awakened but yet he's still tender if that makes any Mm -hmm. sense um yeah yeah uh, there are some folks who do want to visit and other times uh, I was working on somebody who was saying her knee was bugging her. It's like, oh, that's an auntie of yours. And she doesn't want to go through. And so there was somebody on the other side through, I guess you could call it a door. And that auntie got pulled through. She didn't really want to go through, but it's like, look, this is to your benefit. 
mm-hmm. to cross all the way through. That's part of a big part of ancestral healing is when you're going back through the generations, you may be able to talk to the grandparents, but say you've got a, a family uh, pattern that happens, you know, three or four generations back, you can help them through so that they can shift it. It's, uh, you know, working with people who have crossed over can be really enlightening and healing for everybody involved. And so that process, Mr. Perry is going to be going through or is going through. He wants to make sure that maybe they're okay and let them know that he's better now. He is not worried about all of the stuff. And, you know, it doesn't really matter what the toxicology report says or what the autopsy says. It matters that he is in, uh, feels like a more peaceful place where he does not have to, to, uh, to, to walk that thin line between celebrity and regular person. Exactly. I think that that, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a moment for him yeah. a lot of times he couldn't perform what yeah. they what they wanted him to perform as yeah uh, yeah um Brendan Fraser is another one I get like that too um but you know it's one of those things so Susie um you know what okay talking about mediumship here a little bit okay. you know because you know we can all be mediums you know medium means you know conversations between this and that <laughs> You know, basically. And so with that, that, that when we start, because I know the veil is thinning and Mm -hmm. a lot of people are feeling things and getting, and we're coming into the months of where intuitive knowings are really going to be hitting us. And so, and then we got, you know, dinners and Thanksgiving, you know, the Thanksgiving, if you so choose to do that. And you know, and then the holiday season that, you know, it doesn't matter what you believe in. It's still the season, you know, <laughs> it hits us, you know, that how, how do we discern when and oh, how do I put this? Okay. So like we're cooking dinner and all of a sudden we get the smell of aunt Georgia, you know, that, Oh, that's the perfume of aunt Georgia. And Oh, Oh, she used that seasoning. Oh, I'm going crazy. No. I mean, no, how, those are absolutely how do we that? Um, well, that way, I mean, what you're talking about is that you're smelling, so you're using your body to to give you your information. You know, some people would call that not quite muscle testing, but applied kinesiology. You're checking in with your body. I talk about that with clients all the time. You can smell it. You're using one of the clairs, you know, Claire sentient aliens i think it is i don't know claire smellians i don't know what you call it <laughs> i forget it's but you know so Thank sometimes you, you can I see do. things claire, sometimes you can claire see sentient. things or, claire sentience. Yeah. Claire sentience. no claire sentience okay y'all look up the claire's you know because you know you can feel things you can know things you can see things you can hear things you can taste things your body is going to tell you things. And then from there, I would say, I encourage you to talk, ask questions of this, this input that you're getting. So is it, is it Auntie Georgina? Is that her? And is she, what is she here for? Now, if your body clenches up over Auntie, Auntie Georgina and she makes you tense, that's when you can say, no, nah, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good. 
you can you can just go on or you know put her over in the corner or just ball her up in gold and send her out or if and this client who um had the mother who was jewish um she um she'll just put her hand lightly on somebody and say look um this is what i would do she was very positive and reassuring other people get input and what they can hear this person's particularly sensitive and she can hear that well i don't do it that way and that's her own relationship with that in-law and she was able to say nope i don't need you so more boundaries but you use uh, you use your intuition, you trust, you believe what you're getting. If you think that's Auntie Georgina, then you can do that really fast, you know, calculation of how does she make me feel? Do I want her here? What information does she have? And how do I, what do I need to do? Because it's still about your personal sovereignty. We're not going to have spirits coming in. This is that time of year where it all can go haywire and everybody can get triggered on different things. And, you know, it was a big thing for us at, at Thanksgiving to not do the turkey and stuffing and all the traditional things because it was just so stressful. Mm -hmm. And so we're not serving 942 people at our house. It's just the four or five of us. So we do other things. And then yeah. Christmas is the same thing. We go to our favorite Chinese buffet, you know, so we have rewired those things. We still are honoring ancestors. You know, I still honor my ancestors in many ways. Like every day I set up my coffee and if I have extra, I'm pouring it down the sink, whatever I have left over, I'm pouring it down the sink. And because my two grandmothers loved coffee, this is for my ancestors. Mm -hmm. And I can hear one of grandma, one of my grandmothers just cackle in my ear and the other one going, Oh, Ernestine. And <laughs> yeah, that was that, yeah. <laughs> but to, to incorporate it in your daily life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's great fun. It's great fun. And then we'll come and talk to me and, and I can feel them there. Um, so that's a daily practice. It's not a big deal. I don't have to do dumb suppers and stuff like that. But being able to honor the ancestors, you're not trying to uh, to placate them. Mm -hmm. You're just honoring them. It's like, thank you. Without you, I wouldn't be here. But, you know, if you're not a pleasant person, you can go away. But we're opening up to that season. Boy, I sure did derail on my initial thing. What were we talking about? That's okay. That's okay. Well, it's about um, it's about the, but you actually did work around it, so it's no oh, big gosh. deal, you know. Um, but you know, that's I love that's what I love about us because conversation goes where it's meant to go, and and yeah. that's the thing is is that you know, like for me at Thanksgiving, and it depends on my emotions. It really depends on yeah. my emotions is, is that I, um, I sometimes put a, a small plate at mm -hmm. the dinner table and where the, the, the chair is. And I honor that the people, and then I tell them to go away afterwards. Okay. Clear the house yep. out. Clear yep. the house out. Um, whenever I do a session for people, I have actually some candles that I write or that I light. Right. And then um, I and I mentioned when these candles burnt out, everybody goes home. <laughs> uh -huh. They're in your space. Home. 
Yeah, oh, this yeah. is my spiritual room, and and it's blocked off. The spiritual room is blocked off because yeah. that it, it's and only my guardians discern who's allowed in here. So it's not good or bad or indifferent that this is happening, but you know we have spirit around us. We're always going to have spirit around us. I don't care how good a protection you have. You may get a visitor. You may. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, though, you can say out. And I can tell you my protection around my house doesn't allow everybody in, but it will allow certain ones in that are allowed. At the same time, sometimes I do get a pop in, but they have to be pretty intentful on why they're here and and then they're usually kicked out. Like I, we kept popping fuses and I was like, what is going on in this house? And Michael goes, um, you have something attached to your uh, fuse box and we'll just take it plunk, out of here. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> I heard a, I heard an energetic, plunk, you know, like it got taken out and it was like, thank you, Michael. Now our palm pump still can, is popping fuses so now we got to take care of the physical thing that's causing the problem there's you know the domino effect so things can come in even though you have protection but what do you do with it get rid of it right away if something happens and that's the thing is is that like last year when i was uh, having problems with the heat i talked to the elemental you know because it was really cold so fire i needed to bring fire back into the elemental system and then my heater started working well you know it's like you know bringing things in and bringing things out it's about boundaries and it's about what do we want around us what do we want in our home and there's sometimes where i'm vacuuming and i ask archangel michael can you vacuum with me please can you just kind of clear out this energy and clear out the corners and do the vacuuming with me so that my house is better feeling and better knowing that makes any sense yeah, yeah. Uh, clearing out is is really important, and it's not just on the physical level. You can do that energetic clearing, which is, you know, for me, um, you can either use a waterfall meditation where everything washes out into Mother Earth and then is followed in with Source, or you can do the counterclockwise to clear it clockwise to bring it back in. Um, but I do notice that difference when we do vacuum the house. Sure, all of the dog hair is gone. For now, but I can feel energetically that it is, it is, feels a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and oh, we don't have many people, like inhuman people, in body people coming through, but with the work that you and I both do, we get other stuff and making sure you clear it afterwards is, is supremely important. Sometimes I'll stop and talk to them. It's like, are you doing something useful? No. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. And if you are. Let's let's talk and see how I can incorporate you into a practice or are you a one-time thing? I think um, that's the way I enjoy doing it is to ask the questions. It's interesting when I'm doing a reading, I'll sit there and somebody's looking at me and I tend to look off over their right, their left shoulder and go, mm-hmm, and I'll look and they're looking over their shoulder like, what's going on? Like, no, I'm, I'm talking. Are you looking at me? It's like, no, I'm not. I'm talking to your guides and stuff like that. So um, asking questions if you feel if you feel comfortable doing it again, or you're tapping into your intuition to see if whatever that is, 
whatever that energy is, is helpful to you. And if it's not, absolutely boot them out. Archangel Michael will walk up with his baseball bat and he'll just go, okay, you done with that? Okay. You're out of here. Like, Great. Thank you, sir. <laughs> exactly. So now we brought up a conversation and, and so uh, segue here, um, cause I want to go to, go to something here. Um, Claire, um, she said Claire audience or Claire Claire aliens. Okay. Yeah. Claire aliens is, is that getting that? Cause my dad would come through as his tobacco Borkum rift, Borkum rift. It was a big ass can of tobacco and it was cherry flavored. So thank you very much. I'm sorry. I missed who, who offered that up to um, us. That was my, my friend Sue. Um, thank yeah. you, Sue. So now we just mentioned about guides and the angels. Archangel Michael, Mother Mary, are they considered the same as our ancestors visiting? I don't think so. But here's here's the one thing that I, I tell folks. And, you know, first off, we all know that everything is energy. Einstein science has proved that. So the laptop is energy. The water is energy. We have energy with us. Mm -hmm. Source is energy. Yes. Our guides are energy. Our ancestors are energy, but they're all a part of us. So guides are essentially an aspect of energy that that's us because mm -hmm. we're all energy. That's why healing work is important because as you heal, as you heal, I heal. And as I heal, you heal because everything is energy and everything is connected. So our ancestors, if you look at it biologically, yeah, they're a part of us because we've got some of their, their DNA in there. Guides are a part of us because we have, we're all part of that energy thing. I think to help, to help the human mind make those differentiations, I don't see that we are necessarily ancestors. We are necessarily descendants of Mother Mary. But that sixth generation back grandmother, yeah, we are biologically her, but her energy is here too. It, it gets all kind of like in the middle, it all just kind of gets all <laughs> mixed up in there. Exactly. But I but, can tell you, I can tell you though, that when my guides, it's kind of like we're, it's like they all come into a room and it's like, okay, guides, um, you know, I know that some of you are still here that needed to leave because you were just kind of having a good conversation with everybody else. Um, but this room is getting kind of full. <laughs> mm -hmm. So whoever doesn't need to be here anymore, can you just step back a little bit so that there's room to breathe? You know, even yeah. with my guides, I find that it's like so that I can discern who's here to help me and who is stepping back to be my um, overseers, right? And there again is boundaries, you know, like I know that Archangel Michael, he's with me all the time. He's with you all the yeah. time, but at the same time, he's not here all the time, <laughs> right? He's not right with us all the time. Mother Mary, same way. She's available when I call her. She's with me, but yet she's not with me. And that's the difference between, you know, letting like our ancestors, you know, yeah, they sometimes they come up and whisper in our ear, but step back, you know, our mm -hmm. guides come up and whisper in our ears, but please step back. And that's the discernment about how we are the body of the human 
that personally enjoys helpful space, which I'm grateful for that they are on call and that they are interacting with me and that they are close when I need them. At the same time, though, I'm grateful that I can sleep at night. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm grateful that I can take a shower that if I want to, I don't feel like I'm being watched, you know, yes. you know, yes. I can eat dinner without being tapped on, you know, the, no, that does that mean that I'm that way all the time. Oh, there's sometimes where I'm getting tapped and that's where I'm getting insights and that kind of stuff. And my husband gets crazy because it's like, would you not pick up your phone during dinner? And it's like, but I'm getting an insight. I'm sorry. I just, some reason just popped in and I'm, you know, but it's that one thing and that's two things and that's our story thing. And it's like, how do we negotiate this? Right. And, and believing in that. Well, there is that, that mystery woman video. She said there was another medium who would say she had encountered the medium she learned from would put on a hat and say, okay, y'all, when I got this hat on, I'm open and I'll listen to everybody. But if I don't have that hat on, y'all leave me alone. Um, And so that's a boundary you can set with ancestors. Like, I'm not ready for it. Y'all need to step back. The same thing, you're setting a boundary. And sometimes it needs to be something that tactile, that physical for mm-hmm. you to say, nope, not today. It's like, I, I get that whole being watched in the shower. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you had better be backing up, buddy. This is not okay. <laughs> and I mean, even Michael does that too. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> How long we've been working together? Cut it out. But um, personal boundaries, it, it's helping you learn about your personal sovereignty, what you can handle and what you're willing to handle and to give you the confidence to be able to say, no, not now. Because some folks will get in there. Some some guides will get in there and say, but you need to do this. Like, you must be a new guide here. Let me tell you how this works out. <laughs> so right now you need to take a break. I will call you in when I'm ready for you. But, but, but no, no, no. We're old hands at this and I can help you because being in the body, we can help guides too, just as much as they can help us. They may be there learning stuff and, and you're helping them cross over and to experience the light in a way that they can become better at what they're doing. Ancestors too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that in my mind's way of negotiating this is that my grandmother was in the human form. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they have a different feel to me than, let's say, my guide who we were in a past life together. um, And he helps me with technology. You know, he was a human, but yet he has a different intentional feel than my grandmother that feels a little more dense, a little more, more uh, grandmotherly than Mm -hmm. my guide who's floating around going, oh, by the way, do this instead of that, you know? And, you know, like when, um, when you were talking about look it up and I was like, and all, all of a sudden I had, I heard new tab, they can still see you. Right. But then he stepped back because he knew that he didn't need, I didn't need him anymore. Right. But then I had a choice being the human I am. 
oh no, we'll figure, I'll figure it out later. I'm not going to look it up now and, and it will come and people can go look it up if they're interested. And then Sue, thank you very much, uh, <laughs> looked it up for me. <laughs> I love Sue. Uh, and so, you know, going into this negotiation, you know, this is the season, you know, believe that this is a season that we can feel the love that's from our family, but discern when and where that happens. You know, I, I put up boundaries, especially in bed, you know, I meditate for a few minutes before I start reading. And then after that, it's like me, 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 nobody comes in, nobody comes in. So, um, with, so I want to circle back real fast on this difference between ancestors and guides. Um, I don't know if I was able to, to be really clear about that. Guides, I think, have crossed through to the source light. Some ancestors haven't. Yes. Ancestors can shift to be a guide, you know, and, mm-hmm. and to be in there. Like my grandmothers, they'll come in and just, you know, hang out with me and and give me that kind of uh, grandmotherly love mm-hmm. that I felt I missed out on. But I feel they have crossed through to the door to the other side, done that processing. So for me, though, I don't see them as guides. They just kind of hang out like a nice blanket. But then Archangel Michael and other other guides that I have have crossed through and I can call on them like my dad finally crossed through. So he helps me with other stuff now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know. I know all- like, yeah, my mom feels very dense compared to my dad. My dad, like I said, was one foot in this world, one foot in the other world. He had the total, he was another, you know, he was intuitive. He was another medium. He, you know, he very much knew what he was walking into. So when he crossed over, it was like, okay, I'm here. Now it's time to do the work, right? He was on the fast train to China, Um, (laughs) the bullet train, right? And so, you know, going into that. So when my dad visits me, I know it's more of a guide feeling Mm -hmm. because he was very light in his body and then but my mom and my uncle my grandparents they feel more funky for lack of a better word you know just that heaviness and that more thick um and you can see that like when you are watching a lot of these um videos or shows that are about you know the you know is this um castle haunted and and that kind of stuff and and you can tell that those energies are denser. Now, I want to make it clear. Darkness does not mean denseness. Sure. You know, sometimes a, a soul will not be light, will not be white. That doesn't mean that they're not. If you see darkness, it doesn't always mean evil. You know, there's sometimes where shadows are shadows because, you know, I'm grateful for my loved ones that they don't take energy from me to create light. You know, that they don't, they don't have to, you know, my own, my dad, you know, he's made of an angelic realm. And so he comes across more lighter where there's some of our loved ones that will be more darker and more dense. And that's just part of their makeup energetically, you know, not because they're dark. So, you know, to make that clear that darkness does not always mean evil. That's good. That's a good point. It could be like with my other brother, he comes across as kind of dark, but that's because he had mental health issues that informed his life. Mm-hmm. And and he's, have you gone through, Chris? 
Yeah, he's still like hanging out. So, you know, he can go through if he wants. But um, I think there are issues. He wasn't necessarily evil. I don't think he mm -hmm. was evil. Um, but the darkness could be a reflection of some of the issues they were dealing with in the body. So, yeah, I, that's a nice point to bring up there, Natasha. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you know, darkness isn't always evil either. Uh, or, you know, things, you know, like I said last week that, you know, my my uh, kid had um, two um, of the elementals that were dark, but they were they were like dark vacuum cleaners, you know, because she was full of depression. And so she had this dark energy that was needed mm -hmm. to be dark to pick up the darkness. Right. And so actually what the work that they were doing was pretty light work. They, it was light work, even though they were dark and kind of, you know, I had to make sure that they didn't become, you know, uh, more negative, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I had to put boundaries on them, you know, so they weren't going to become detrimental. But yet at the same time, they did do the work. And when my kid moved out, it was like, eh, guess who's moving out too? You know, because we didn't need them anymore, right? Um, yeah. yeah. And, and transition of time helped them move on too. So, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I do hope though that, that this show today was something about how, you know, in between now, All Souls Day and the holidays season that through January, you know, that... And, and next year, you're going to, this veil is not going away. I mean, it's not going to be getting any thicker. It's, it's going to be more and more where we're going to see things and we're going to know things. So if you see things out of the corner of your eye, first ask the question, who are you? And then trust the first thing that pops in your head. Mm -hmm. First thing, because your mind's going to overpower it. So think about what is the first thing you hear, right? And then remembering that, out of the corner of your eye is usually more what you're going to see because when you focus on something, you don't always see something. You know, I know for me that a lot of times if I just kind of um, haze my eyes a little bit, unfocus my eyes just a little bit, that's where that whole spirit realm just kind of comes right away, right? Because that's that. I'm taking my my focus vision off of it and letting letting the vision of just that the unfocusedness, which is basically what the spirit world is, is unfocused, right? Yeah, I see it in the perimeter. I'll get things on just kind of on the, just outside of my clear vision. And and I agree, ask what it is and if, yeah, what they want. Mm -hmm. And you're right, the veil is not going to get thicker. More things, as we bring more awareness to our spirituality and to how our energy impacts other energies and vice versa. Things are shifting in a way. Sometimes not as fast as we want. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's when I have to sit there and go, it's happening in the time so that um, other people can acclimate. So I can acclimate. It's not, I'm not going to be perfect in it. I still have my acclimations to do. Um, but yeah. And, yeah. and I want to make this clear too. That Susie may hear spirit in her way. I hear it in my way. There's some similarities, but we are, we do not compare. Oh, I'm not a medium because I don't do it like you. And you know, it's uh -huh. like we don't, we just trust that we are seeing it. And the word, when we use the word seeing it, it means either in our mind's eye, in our mind's, our eye, eye eyes, or 
in our knowing somehow. It's not like, you know, it's not like, oh, I truly see everything. You know, it's like, I, you know, we all have ways of doing things differently. And so please remember that when you hear spirit, when you interact with spirit, it's your unique way. Mm -hmm. And tune into that unique way so that you can grow your knowings a little bit more and more events and more going. And then as you advance that, you are going to find the other Claire's start stepping in and because you start trusting it. So if you say, oh, I don't get it because I'm not getting it like Natasha or Susie. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no. You have to trust what you, your unique self is getting it and how you're getting it. And then keep asking questions. Because when I say, you know, what's the first thing you hear? Well, it could be that you feel it, you know it, you sense it, you get it. You know, it's like whatever that first sense is. That's the mm -hmm. way I negotiate it. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody presents the same way. I mean, none of us present the same way. Um, I tend to be like all kinds of jazz hands <laughs> when I do stuff. And I have encountered people who are saying, I want to do it your way. It's like, no, you don't. You want to do it your way. And, and I think that's what, what Natasha and I are here and, and a lot and practitioners in general are here is to help everybody develop their own way to present and to tap in and to hear, see, feel, know, smell, whatever it is to help uh, an individual develop their own skills and talents. Because, mm -hmm. you know. It's, it's a fascinating way. It's a fascinating new aspect of looking at life when you can see beyond the physical. You don't have to, but you can. And it's really, I have a great time. I do too. I, I love really what do I too. do. Yeah, because I, I love knowing beyond the physical and, um, and, you know, and seeing beyond and hearing. And, and I just wanted to add more on to what you were saying that, you know, it is amazing, but it does. If you open up the front door, you have to remember there's a back door <laughs> and that is called boundaries. And that is knowing that, you know, when you go, oh, now I can hear this, this, and this, and this. Well, be careful. Like um, there was one time I was in a class and, and they were channeling and there was a spirit that came up and I went, no. And one mm -hmm. person channeled that because didn't know the boundaries and didn't feel the full he kind of cloaked himself and she had a hard time getting rid of him. Yeah. And, um, and it took the teacher working with him to get him off of her. And, and so with that, that remembering it, that if you are saying, yay, you need to have just as many boundaries yeah. and, and be aware that, you know, if you're not comfortable with saying the yay, yay, just say one yay. And then find your boundaries and then say the next yay, yay, and then find the boundaries. And then they go the yay, 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 <laughs> yay, and then find the boundaries, right? It's about, it's about evolution and, and, and strategy and practice and discernment and knowing that, you know, there's love out there, but not everything in spirit is love. And it is about knowing that, um, that, you know, there's tough love as much as there is love, love. So have a little tough love with the universe. You'll get a lot farther. So Susie, we're at five o'clock. Can you believe this hour went already? It went so fast. Uh, we had great time. Thank you all for your interaction with us. Thank you, Sue, for 
helping me figure for helping us figure out what it is we do. <laughs> which Claire we're using. I appreciate all the interaction we get. Thank you all for watching. I'm Susie Parker Goins. You can find me at bluelightninghealing.com. I'll be at the BEPC Expo this weekend, November 4th and 5th. And yeah, I've got my events listed on my website and I do my own podcast lately. It has been, well, for the last year, it's been light language where I bring up a topic and then I will light language. And for me, that's vocalizing or singing. You can find it on my YouTube channel. You can find it on my website. I'm on Spotify. I'm, you know, wherever the, the little pod bots go and find me, I can, I can be there. That's under blue lightning healing meditations. I am so grateful for the time and sharing the space with Natasha. And I look forward to seeing you all in December. Yes, Susie is here the first of the first Wednesday of the month um, for one more time, as we know. And then um, I don't have anybody for the second time. So that will be just me the second month. And then the third week of November, the week before Thanksgiving, will be, um, we will be, um, go, go. <laughs> Do you ever find this right when you're going to say somebody's name? It pops out of your head. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel so... I, I, I dislike this. Regan Forston is going to be back. See? It had to pop back in. <laughs> so, Regan's going to be back the, first, the third. Yep, right before Thanksgiving. So, blessings, everyone. And know that, that you're a miracle in the work. I'm Natasha Venter. I, this podcast can also be on, um, I put it right on podcast again, so that if you want know somebody who wants to listen and not see anything, um, this is also on many different podcasts, platforms, um, Every Day with an Angel. Blessings, everyone. And know that no matter where you're at, life is happening and um, perspective and the way you um, say your life is pretty much what's going to happen. So be aware of what you're saying and thinking in your life. Um, be as positive and loving as you can. And even when you're not caught, I was cranky yesterday morning. Oh, I was like, I called my friend and I said, get me out of the house, please. Cause I don't want to work. But what I ended up doing was, as I kept saying, I'm grateful that I'm out of the house. I'm grateful I'm in my car. I'm grateful that I'm on my way to my job. Thank you, job, for being here. I'm so grateful for you because I did not want to be in my anger frustration. So blessings to everyone and know that no matter where you're at, life is happening. My love is with you. See you on my Every Day with an Angel short podcast and next Wednesday at 4 o'clock Pacific time. Bye now. Thank, Thank you, Susie. Sure.